Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is... Sir Tommy's Fire. This story was written by me, and it's based on the diaries of Samuel Pepys. Here to read it to you, it is I, your storyteller Chip Cahoon. This is part one, the start of the fun. So with a wink and a grin, let us begin. At first, when Sir Tommy Bloodworth was made Mayor of London, he thought he had been given his dream job. He didn't realise how quickly it would become a bad dream. Yes, being Mayor of London meant that Sir Tommy was almost as powerful as King Charles II. He could do almost anything he wanted, he was invited to all the biggest parties in the city, and nothing could happen in London without his say-so. He had great power. And yes, great can mean really good, but great can also mean really big and Sir Tommy soon learned that, with great power comes great frustration. First, many people were sick with the plague, a disease so deadly and quick to spread that even the king fled London for a few months. Hundreds of people wrote to Sir Tommy and told him he needed to do something about it. After reading the 364th letter, Sir Tommy moaned, to no one in particular, Great! That's just great. What can I do? I'm not a doctor. Why do people expect the mayor to do everything? Second, the king had sent Sir Tommy a message saying he thought London's old wooden houses needed knocking down. The king had admired some stone houses while he'd stayed in France and believed London would look more modern if it had stone houses too. But when Sir Tommy told the owners of the old wooden houses that they would need to leave for a while, they replied asking for money so they could find somewhere else to live until the stone houses were built. Back at home with his servants, Sir Tommy moaned, to no one in particular, Great! That's just great! What can I do? I can't put everyone into hotels. That would cost a fortune. Why do people expect the mayor to do everything? Third, London was the kind of place where you needed an umbrella even in the summer. Because while you walked down the streets, people were throwing toilet water out of their windows. This made London messy, slippery and stinky. And thousands of people demanded Sir Tommy do something about it. Some even suggested he build sewers in London, like the French had in their capital, Paris. In his bedroom, with his hands covering his eyes, Sir Tommy moaned, to no one in particular, Great! That's just great! What can I do? I don't have enough money to build sewers around London. That would cost a phenomenally fat fortune. Why do people expect the mayor to do everything? As you can tell, Sir Tommy had discovered yet another meaning for great. But... At the start of this story, Sir Tommy wasn't worried about any of that, because he was sound asleep, cosily snuggled up in his big bed, 
at the centre of his big room on the top floor of his big house, dreaming that he'd been invited to one of the biggest parties in the world. People were dancing in his dream, so Tommy cheerily clapped along with the music. A couple of the dancers began a tap dance, so Tommy laughed delightedly. Suddenly, the tap dancers began stomping heavily, and their taps sounded more like a cacophony of fireworks. So Tommy frowned, confused. Then he woke up. The stomping sound was real, but it was being made by someone pounding urgently on the front door downstairs. Sir Tommy climbed out of bed, fuming. Whoever was at the door was being far too loud if he could hear them from his bedroom. He put a dressing gown over his pyjamas and rushed downstairs, just in time to see one of his servants opening the door. Outside stood two watchmen, whose job was to patrol the streets of London at night to keep the city safe. Sir Tommy walked over to the doorway and snapped, What is it? One watchman looked apologetic. Sorry, sir, but we thought you should know. There's a fire on Pudding Lane. Sir Tommy looked at the grandfather clock in the hall. It had just gone three o'clock in the morning. Can't it wait till sunrise? If you please, sir, the other watchman said. It's spreading rather quick, sir. Rolling his eyes, Sir Tommy moaned, to no one in particular, Great! That's just great! What can I do? I'm not a fireman! Why do people expect the mayor to do everything? But he had to go. Otherwise he could lose his job. Sliding his feet into his slippers, he said, Come on then, you'd better take me there. Pudding Lane was just two corners away from Sir Tommy's mansion on Gracechurch Street, so it was only a short walk away. A few wooden houses were on fire, with the biggest blaze coming from the baker's house. The baker and his family were huddled together across the street, looking very shocked and worried, their faces covered with ash. According to the watchmen, their maid had started the fire by accident, and they thought she might still be stuck in the building. But now he had seen the fire himself, Sir Tommy said, Dish! This is a tiny fire! A woman could spit on that and put it out! You didn't need to wake me up for this! The watchmen looked at each other, stunned. Look, Sir Tommy went on, didn't I buy a whole load of leather buckets for you watchmen? You've a river full of water over there, the Thames. Get yourselves organised. Use those buckets and use that river to put this fire out. And with that, Sir Tommy stomped off home. The night watchmen would sort it. The other people waking up in burning houses, they would come out to help. Sir Tommy didn't have to worry. Within seconds of getting back through his front door, Sir Tommy was back in bed and smiling with delight at the imaginary dancers in his mind. That was part one of Sir Tommy's Fire. To find out whether Sir Tommy really doesn't have to worry, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast for tomorrow's episode. And if you're enjoying the story so far, please could you do a little thing for me? All I'd like you to do is talk to a friend about this podcast so you can share Sir Tommy's story with them. And if that friend has never heard of our podcast before, even better. 
Tell them to search for Fables and Fairy Tales in any podcast player. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. <laughs> <laughs>